0: What is up, y'all? You are checking out the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Ant, and I'm joined by my bud.
1: This is Nick from Heel to Face. How's it going, y'all?
0: It is going good, Nick. Thank you for joining me. We are covering AEW Dynamite St. Patrick's Day Slam from March 16th, 2022. They were live in San Antonio, Texas. I feel like I'm talking about Shawn Michaels, but I'm not. <laughs> dynamite here corny little joke so uh i was excited to see this dynamite because there's the the main event steel cage match between dunder rosa and Britt baker but a lot of other St. Cool Day
1: slam man their shows are always good on saint patty's day
0: they are yeah i think there's some sort of like cool irish like curse to have every fucking saint Patrick's day slam be great i don't know if "curse" is the right word like a charm there you go A St. Patrick's Day, (laughs) charm to represent uh, the Irish folks. Which, yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day that we celebrate. My nephew is Irish, so fucking yes. Go (laughs) Irish people. And I did learn by one of my co-workers that in Ireland, on St. Patrick's Day, they just go to church. Like, they don't make a big deal about it. It's here in America. Like, we're the ones that are like, oh, let's go get drunk and be stupid, you know?
1: Yeah, it's just an excuse to Drink beer and spend money. (laughs) Which,
0: you know, most people do. But anyways, we'll go right to the action. The first match is a special six-person like title competition, kind of. So the AEW World Champion Hangman Adam Page and the AEW Tag Team Champion Jurassic Express taking on Red Dragon and Adam Cole. And this is a good six person six man match there's a lot of stuff going on to start they um they attacked they being adam cole and red dragon attacked luchasaurus's leg in the beginning of the match and adam page sent on all pretty much all the opponents outside of the ring he goes for a buckshot lariat but bobby fish rolls out of the ring um, Adam Page nails a the world. They all, it's actually a triple moonsault by Jurassic Express and Adam Page to Adam Cole and Red Dragon, which is really cool. Red Dragon nail a double team, bunch of double team moves to Jungle Boy. And then uh, Luchasaurus and Adam Page hold up Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Jungle Boy lands a double springboard doomsday device, which looked really nice. But the end came after Adam Cole nailed the boom kick he got the win and I thought we were going to see something after the match, but that was sort of just the end of that whole situation. So my question is, what do you think? Well, first, what do you think of the match and what do you think is next for Adam Cole and Red Dragon now that they beat the tag champions and Adam Cole, the champion?
1: Well, I mean, the match was really fun. I think it was a fantastic way to start the show. I like party matches and I love the trios matches that they do here. Sometimes yeah, got a little crazy <clears throat> and a little fast paced for me at some points to start the show. Sometimes they do start out at a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, and it, be, it can be a little much to start the show sometimes, but it's better than the twenty minute opening segment like you would see on Monday Night Raw or something like that. So, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for what it was, and I think it further pushed the story of uh, Hank, excuse me, Adam Cole having the number over Jungle Boy because he was the one who pinned him. You know what I mean? I don't think Jungle Boy's got a win over Cole yet, has he? I don't think so, no. So that's pretty neat there. And it this just continues to get a leg up on Jurassic Express. And eventually, I think Red Dragon's going to take those titles. And I think that they're definitely not done with Cole and Hangman yet. Because now I'm starting to get worried that hang, that Cole could win that belt here in the future.
0: <laughs> Somebody say you're trying to get worried. You don't want Adam, Adam Cole to win?
1: And I, I don't know. I think for a two-year storyline with Paige to just have it and after like six months or so, it's kind of, kind of lame, but we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah.
0: I think if there's too many atoms, <laughs> I get Adam Cole on a page and I get confused. I like the match too. Uh, I do agree with you. I do think it's going to lead to a Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express. And I could see Red Dragon take the titles, which I would love to see happen because I think I've said this before. I like to root for the former WWE guys because I just—it just makes me get more invested in the company for some strange reason. I like rooting for kind of like the outsider characters almost. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's me. But yeah, so I'm excited. I—I was—it was a good opening match, a very fast-paced, like you said. Uh, but yeah, we're leading to some things now. Adam Cole and Red Dragon can say we have the advantage over you guys. You us the title match. So.
1: Yeah, and don't forget, you know, JR at the end of the show at the end of the match saying they have unfinished business, uh, Cole and Page. So Yeah. Definitely going somewhere.
0: Well, I could definitely see um down the line it being Adam Page and the young bucks versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Just, oh,
1: absolutely. Like absolutely. that's definitely
0: gonna happen and it's gonna be really good when it does happen. Uh but the little seeds keep being clean. A lot of people are saying that, like, he wore that sort of like rainbow gear to sort of represent the LGBTQ community, which maybe, but uh, also I think it was BTE. They were kind of alluding to the Young Bucks might have helped him design that gear. So, yeah, might see some faction warfare going down soon. But next, we see Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, and the, T- and the FTW champion Ricky Starks backstage. And Starks says, if Keith Lee shows up at Rampage, the same thing will happen to him that happened to him last week. And then Keith Lee says, yeah, like me leaving you laying like a little bitch. So, yeah, Keith Lee has a lot of respect for Ricky Starks, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, we have a tag match. I mean, if you want to say anything, you can. It really wasn't much to talk about there. It was just sort of, just like mm-hmm. a, sort of like a promo for Rampage. Which they tend to do sometimes. Uh, all right. Next, we have John Moxley and Brian Danielson with William Regal taking on Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Wheeler Utah with Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Danhausen, all members of the Best Friends faction, and. Ryan Danielson stomps on Wheeler's arm and Chuck Taylor applies a single leg crab. Danielson applies an Indian death lock, and John Moxley has a superplex on Chuck Taylor, but that gets the two count. And then Moxley and Danielson land a heart attack. Moxley hits a par- paradigm shift, but to Chuck Taylor outside of the ring, a lot of action going on here too. Danielson kicks away at Wheeler Yuta and then Danielson nails a reverse fisherman suplex, gets a two-count. Again, Danielson stomping on Yuta. And then Moxley applies a bulldog chokehold, and Wheeler Yuta taps out. Great match. After the match, Wheeler gets in William Regal's face, and then Regal slaps Yuta and stares at him as he leaves the ring. So what did you think of the match? The segment afterwards and my question is could wheeler you to join forces with william regal and who else would be a good fit for william regal's team he started getting a lot of these sort of brawler wrestlers so a two-parter there for you
1: oh man uh well you know the match i love moxley and danielson together and i love some of their tag team combinations in the match I loved the, uh, the finish with Danielson doing the stomps and then Moxley coming in to finish him with a choke. Just a brutal, brutal combination of great technical wrestling and brawling ability. I'm not huge on Wheeler Yuta being the guy to you know get teased to be in the, into this feud. But I don't think he fits with the best friends either. So get him away from them as soon as you can. Because I have heard that Wheeler Yuta is really good especially outside of the AEW realm so we'll have to see where that goes but who else I could see man I don't know like for some reason they're all about like this violence and stuff like I think it'd be cool if they had like Brody King mm. or like I don't know man who else is out there
0: so I know, i'd see, have to think um, about it a
1: little bit more because i was i would say daniel garcia honestly but he's doing the stuff with jericho and stuff now
0: you know who I, I think, think would be good. this is really random and probably like really not a fit at all but just because i i like him i would like to see like johnny gargano join the verses with them, just because i
1: like Gargano. I know oh like all, yeah yeah definitely but i mean I just, a little bit of that like uh high flying ability in there not really high flying but fast faster paced stuff you
0: know but and also like they could kind of have this sort of like team of almost like back to basics wrestling like they all started out kind of on the indie scene they all kind of kind of paid put put in time to get to where they are and i think it would be kind of cool to see sort of these like I don't want to say. I guess you can. I don't want to say veterans of the ring, but like guys who have been doing it for a while. You know, sort of kick ass. I don't know, but that's just a random thing. Yeah, think.
1: definitely, definitely.
0: All right, cool. So moving right along, uh, FTR getting interviewed backstage, and they talk about firing Tully Blanchard because they believe that Blanchard lost focus. The Young Bucks then come up and say, "You may find the best there is in a manager." but you will always be the second best tag team in AEW. So I'm just going to throw this out there because once I heard that my mind went bing, could Brett Hart be FTR's new manager? Or is that just a little tease thrown
1: at us? I don't know. They mentioned that like the best there is, is going to be like coming in possibly. So I guess we'll find out. I don't really know. I think, <laughs> I, I really wish it would be like Jim Cornette or somebody just absolutely ridiculous, but Bret Hart would be a good Dude, choice. Dude, that would be
0: cool because the Midnight Express, that's their whole sort of like theme music and their like gear is sort of based upon. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I like their old theme song. okay <laughs> uh So then next, the acclaimed get interviewed and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs tell them to put out those who steal spotlights and then swerve shows up and says aren't you you know trying to sell their spotlight but swerve is taking over i'm a big swerve fan so i'm happy to see him kicking ass in oh, yeah. AEW. all right next this was a big segment the jericho appreciation society come out to the ring And 2.0 introduces us to the influencer, the big one, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho says that the earth has been around for 4 billion years, and we are lucky we can live through the era of Chris Jericho. Jericho says that there is no Y2J, there will be no AEW. Instead of us fans praising Jericho, we take him for granted We have the greatest total package, and we don't appreciate Jericho. Jericho claims that the inner circle never appreciated him. Jericho says Eddie embarrassed him by making him tap out at Revolution. And then then this is when it gets kind of interesting. So he goes, AEW rosters, they're just pro wrestlers. Jericho claims he's not a pro wrestler. Jericho is a sports entertainer. And then Daniel Garcia grabs a mic and he goes, if Chris Jericho is a sports entertainer, then I am one too. And then Jericho talks about, you know, a couple of years back independent wrestlers, they got into a terrible car accident. And one of those wrestlers was told he would never be able to like, barely walk again could even compete in the ring. And Chris Jericho donated money to these wrestlers. And one of those independent wrestlers ended up being Daniel Garcia. And, um, Jericho says that that is the reason why Daniel Garcia appreciates him. Uh, And then he talks about 2.0 and Jericho says that his friend Kevin, obviously Kevin Owens, told him to help Kevin's old friends. Y2J never met them before. He had them on the Talk to Jericho podcast and 2.0 joined AEW shortly after, which is why 2.0 appreciates Jericho. And then he talks about Jake Hager basically being the second to the king, basically. And Hager says, we are JAS and we beat up pro wrestlers. And then they also go over like the real names. I forgot. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember 2.0's actuals name? They're like magnificent. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I think, uh, oh man, it's so stupid. I think that's like the whole point of it. I know, because he's like trying to be like WWE in this sense or whatever. But I yeah. think it was like big magic Matt Menard and like cool hands Angelo Barker or something like that. Yeah, I, really it was something like that. I hate it. Yeah.
0: And it's funny because it's like, we're all using a real name. It's like, buddy, your real name is Chris Irvine, but okay. Um,
1: So he goes,
0: (laughs) March sixteenth, twenty 2022 is a day that the new era in AEW begins, the era of the sports entertainer. (laughs) So what are your thoughts on this? I know we talked a little bit before. Now I want to know, what are you feeling about the Jericho Appreciation Society?
1: I hate it. I'm not a big fan of it, but I think that's the whole point. I don't see the reason behind 2.0 and like them getting involved. I, I think – I don't really know. I'm not big on it. I don't really have much of an opinion on it just yet because it's still so fresh. I kind of want to see where it goes. Yeah. But uh, Jericho, again, just latching on to more talent to keep himself relevant.
0: <sighs> see, I liked it because I felt like they explained it why they were with him like pretty well i mean yeah yeah you know like if my friend kind of was like yo i'll hit up my buddy to get you a spy like okay yo i'll have that dude back he helped me get in you know the reasons for them having his back i think is good which is why i like it a little bit but when i first heard it i was like this is a bit of a long name for the faction and I do see what you're saying where Jericho's was latching on to talent to, to he is the main dude of the, of the group but um the only thing is like if if obviously you know you've been watching crossing forever man all the fuckers do that Hulk Hogan oh yeah Hogan, you know it sucks that we're, that we're in 2022 and the the veterans aren't you know letting but I do, listen, I do like Jericho, but I do hear what you're saying, what the other guy is sort of like, maybe you could be like a manager of sorts rather than being, like if they're, if they're fighting for your honor, then perfect, let them fight for your honor, don't compete, like be a manager, right. be outside, you know, cause trouble, but, you know, don't get beat up, let them attack for you, and they on a pay-per-view, you get your ass kicked, you know, if that's what they're going to do, because, you know... I don't know. We'll see.
1: We'll see where it goes.
0: Yes, but all right. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the TNT Championship, the TNT Champion Scorpio Sky defending against Wardlow. We also have the Hardy Boys in action and the Steel Cage main event for the AEW Women's Championship. Stay tuned. welcome back yes definitely check out anchor it is the greatest tool to use to create and distribute your podcast for free all you have to do is check out anchor.fm and you can your own podcast just like us and we want to thank you for checking us out be sure to check us out on spotify anchor google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, amazon music and wherever podcasts are streaming Make sure you give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our podcast. Also, we are you can check out our YouTube channel, the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. Subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. Whenever you do that, you get a little ding, a little notification to your cell phone, and you will know when new content is dropped. And Dan, you yourself also have, or Dan, oh my goodness, hi Nick. <laughs> I'm so used to fucking talking to Dan I'm just like throwing it, throwing it to Dan usually. But this is not Dan. This is Nick. Uh, Nick, <laughs> you have your own YouTube channel. Let our listeners know where they can find you.
1: Yes, this you can find me at Heel to Face on YouTube and also Heel to Face podcast on Spotify and Anchor, like Aunt Ed said. Uh, those are the best two places to find me. And, and feel free to follow, like, subscribe, and share me around.
0: And this motherfucker knows how to talk. He can go for 45 fucking minutes without, like, fucking. And to me, it takes 20 minutes. As you can see, my video. is just me. So a lot of good information. <laughs> Definitely subscribe to Heal Two-Face on YouTube. And you could also on Anchor. And it's Spotify, right? Yep. Yes. Do that, too. All right. I'm gonna do that right now. Actually, in a minute, when we're finished with this. Uh, so mm-hmm. next up, we have the AEW TNT Championship. The AEW TNT Champion Scorpio Sky with American Top Team taking on Wardlow. Wardlow won the Face of the Revolution um, ladder match, and he gets a title opportunity tonight. This is a pretty decent match. Uh, Wardlow pretty much kicked ass and dominated. Wardlow nailed three power bombs. He goes for a fourth power bomb outside the ring, but then Sean Spears come down. MJF tosses Wardlow headfirst into the ring post, and then Scorpio Sky rolls up Wardlow to retain the title. After the match, American Top Team attack Wardlow, but Wardlow is able to take advantage. He grabs MJF, but Sean Spears nails Wardlow in the back with a chair. He then, Wardlow is basically like on the ground and Spears nails him in the head again with the chair and MJF gives Dan Lambert money and MJF hits Wardlow with his dynamite ring. Is it the dynamite ring, what's
1: it called? Yeah, the dynamite diamond ring.
0: Yes, I always doubt myself, Nick. Um, And then he puts his foot on top of Wardlow Proclaiming dominance over Wardlow. So, uh, what did you think of this match? And I, we kind of already know the answer to this, but I'm just going to ask your opinion on this. Do you think Wardlow will get vengeance on MGF sooner, or do you think it's going to build up?
1: I liked the point of this match. I think that Wardlow losing due to the oval, sorry the overall storyline of him getting screwed over by mjf and stuff is great i think they're gonna slow burn it for a while it's already been a slow kind of story up to this point it's been what two years three years since they've been doing it so i think they're gonna let this burn a little bit i doubt maybe they will maybe they'll have a magic double or nothing but i don't know do you think they'll do it that fast
0: no i think it's gonna be a slow burn too i think they're gonna wait out and It's totally giving me Batista vibes, and I really like that Wardlow is receptive to it. Uh, Because, you know, as a wrestling fan, for me, I like seeing when things are authentically replicated. Um, Yeah. I don't think when they, you know, hired Wardlow, they were thinking this is going to be the next Batista. And MJF and Wardlow are going to have the moment where... Batista is gonna put his thumb down, or world is gonna put his thumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, sort of replicating, right. not exactly, but um. So it, this this rise of Wardlow is authentic to me, and I feel like WWE tries to do that, but they forcefully do it, and you can't Yeah, run. and
1: that's where that's where the disconnect is, in my yeah. opinion. AEW definitely feels way more genuine and authentic in the overall scheme of things in comparison to WWE for sure. Yeah.
0: And I do also like the fact, like you mentioned, like this has been like a three year, two year thing. Um, And when they when they make the stories drag out, they make it more complex and they make you think about it more because, you know, Mm -hmm. you have you're more invested in it. Were those been by fucking MJF side from the beginning, MJF you know, has been a shitty person. Wardlow, did he really intend to screw MJF over? I mean, we really don't know. We know he put right. in the ring, um, but MJF believes he really did it on purpose. There, there's so many different complex things going on and uh, it makes it better. I think for me, I think that's also why I kind of wish that, I know it was like a matter of months with the CM Punk and MJF thing, but I wish they would have pushed it even a bit longer. Because
1: yeah, I'm kind of surprised there was no sign of CM Punk here, you know, especially to help out Wardlow who helped him last week.
0: Yeah, it's like I think that rivalry is done and over, and I wish that they would have maybe because of how truthful it was, in the sense of like MGF really did look up to CM Punk, and you know, they same thing they did with Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho and Sean Michaels and Rick Flair you look up to this person and then you have to beat them and whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know where I was going. I completely lost my train of thought. I was talking
1: about... <laughs> it's okay, me too.
0: Anyways, all right. Well, yeah, I guess it's not that important. So next we get a promo from Jade Cargill and she's talking about The Kiss of Doom. Who do you think could beat Jay Cargill for that title? Man... And could it be Ember Moon or Athena?
1: Yeah, but I doubt that. They're gonna, they're, they'll are they do to her what they did to Ruby Soho. They'll bring her in and they'll kill all her momentum by having her lose to Jade.
0: Why are they doing that to Ruby Soho, by the way? Why do you think? I don't understand it.
1: I don't know, dude. I don't know why they had her lose to Britt right away. I don't know why they had her lose in the TBS championship run. I don't know why they had her, have her lose all the time. But she's had more matches on Dark. I seen somebody make a post the other day that she's had 13 matches on Dark and like seven matches on Dynamite and like three on Rampage. She's just It's ridiculous.
0: It I'm really behind Soho. Ruby Soho.
1: I was too for a while and then I wasn't because of how bad she had been looking on TV.
0: Yeah, it's terrible, man. But okay, so who do you think then it could be?
1: Man. I don't know. Maybe we go back to like Chris Statlander with this new gimmick that she's got going on.
0: Mm, that's true. She has like a little alert. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, but it, was, it was teased in this show at some point, I believe, wasn't it?
0: I think it was rampage. Cause I know that Chris Statlander came out. Um, during the Layla Hirsch and red velvet match. And she didn't look like her normal self. She had an all dark. She had like a yeah, black.
1: but I mean like even uh even on Dynamite, I think there was a little clip to like hint that she was gonna get oh
0: I missed that I missed I don't know
1: like maybe maybe we go back to Chris Statlander
0: that would be good
1: I think, I would think be... she somebody new because I'm over Nyla Rose I'm over Britt Baker I'm over maybe Jimmy Hayter
0: could be could be Jimmy
1: Hader. would be cool. I would Chris like the Chris Statlander Chris Statlander <laughs> could definitely be uh jade Cargill for sure i think so that'd be neat
0: well next up we have private party taking on the hardy boys and this was a decent match when I mean, we kind of already knew what was the outcome was going to be jeff hardy yeah, got the but, win like,
1: dude i don't mean to cut you off but Go like ahead. this is a match that they would have had with like any other local tag team If like they were to come to chicago and face like the top tag team here in chicago like it'd be the same match as this one is
0: yeah yeah (laughs) it's kind of like i that's the only problem with like new people is like you know they're going to win a couple of times um but i i did like there was a little bit of back and forth and private party is a great tag team to go up against uh and and i do have a question for you about that it's actually a question um within the question first what do you think about the hardy boys reuniting and then my second question is what do you think of this sort of issue that they're having with uh af is it, it's like afo now right the andrade yeah
1: the afo yeah i don't know i mean the hardy's doing this run now is great they're getting one last i think i heard it's probably going to be the last big run they've been doing a lot of matches on the indies and doing this here in AEW. i feel like they're going to be doing it for a little bit now and Hart, Matt Hardy just got his contract matched up with Jeff's for the next two years. So I don't know. We'll have to see where this goes. What was the other question? I'm sorry.
0: Um, the, I did, the next question was just um, if we, uh, how do you like them fighting AFO right now?
1: Oh, I don't know. I'd really like to see. Uh, I know they were teasing about doing Sting and Darby versus mm-hmm. the Hardys. I'd really, really like to see Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Oh,
0: that would be good. Yeah, yeah, that would be really good. Cause they're both similar in style and it would be yeah, kind of like this definitely tell he was
1: inspired by Jeff for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, but I love that type of shit because it's like fans like us who grew up watching Jeff Hardy could appreciate that because we fucking yeah. know how fucking great Jeff Hardy was. Like everybody was a fan of Jeff Hardy. I oh, was, yeah. he was, they were just fucking team extreme, man. Even with Lita, when she come running down, like, fucking, they were just fucking awesome.
1: Crazy. And fun I can't fact. wait to see her Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk in AEW.
0: That's going to be good. I heard a fun fact that Matt Hardy said his shirt that he wore in this match with Jeff was the shirt he wore when he won the WWE Tag Team titles with Jeff the first time.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, so that's, you know, he takes it seriously with his brother again, and I liked that. I think it's good... I was, um, I didn't really have a lot of bone in the fight with, with Jeff, you know, oh, he left, you know, was he on drugs? Was he not? Um, and I do think it's funny that he really wasn't. And supposedly I heard Jeff said that they were going to like want, like they were going to induct him in the hall of fame if he agreed to come back and shit. And it's like, I wouldn't go back either. You're going to fucking fire me because you think I'm on drugs and you want to give me a pity hall of fame. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, seriously. That's pretty much what he told him
0: good i'm glad like i fucking fuck yeah jeff hardy i'm excited they're gonna have some killer ladder matches i mean that's gonna be great i'm excited um oh
1: yeah
0: okay we're at our main event oh wait we missed yes so then they, you, you mentioned it after the match afo came out but then staying in reality Reality made the save and there was more to that situation on rampage which we'll talk about when we recover that uh next though we have our main event the aew women's title steel cage match aew women's champion dr Britt baker dmd taking on thunder rosa and a mariachi band starts to play Thunder rosa out to the ring and rosa is wearing a cool uh sort of like day of the dead mariachi's like face paint sort of style really cool um and
1: Britt Baker coming out with the Scott Hall inspired uh ring yeah, attire.
0: yeah I loved that I thought that was great too I love when they do stuff like that I noticed that right away too and I was like yes represent represent rest in, P. Scott Hall. Rest in peace Scott Hall man he really was fucking he was amazing man and he really I watched, I
1: watched some of his matches last night man he uh I watch. If you have Peacock, you should check it out. It's just the Razor Ramon from 1994. It's on Peacock, like I said. It's got his first ever intercontinental title win against Rick Martel. I watched yep. that. He's got fun fact. Band band you want to hear a fun fact? My What's
0: brother up? was at that um because it was at New Haven Coliseum when Razor Ramon won the title. My brother was there live when it happened.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. sorry. I watched his. Uh, no, you're good, dude. And I watched his match with Shawn Michaels' ladder match from WrestleMania 10. Yeah, just ah, uh, some of his matches were so good, and you can see a lot of the stuff that guys do now, definitely based on him. A
0: so lot of people cool. say that he is probably. I think it was Bret Hart that said this, that he was the, um, the the person who wasn't WWE champion who deserved it the most. Like he felt like. Scott Hall should have been WWE champion, but never was. And yeah, I but agree- he didn't need it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The bad guy. Oh, Razor yeah. Ramon. My dad kind of looked like him when he was well. younger because he had this like stern, like hard-looking face. Anyways, uh, and dark eyes and the hair. Anyways, uh, but <laughs> yes, rest in peace, Scott Hall. He he really was. It's on Peacock, right? Razor Ramon 1994
1: you yep, know yep. great, great awesome. it's video. Got gorilla monsoon in it talking about it and stuff it's it's a great little great little video
0: can you believe it
1: oh, <laughs> it's great man you i just love gorilla it.
0: monsoon this place is going bananas
1: oh yeah he's fantastic and he's uh has got a match on there i think with uh bam bam bigelow that's really good too classic mm-hmm. stuff
0: nice is that uh king of the ring
1: no. no, this is just a random episode of Raw. <laughs> oh.
0: Sick. Hell yeah. So, talking about the match now, uh, Rosa sends Britt Baker into the steel cage, and Rosa you nails know, a dropkick, and she sends Britt Baker headfirst into the cage, rubbing her face into the cage, and now Britt Baker is busted open pretty badly. Rosa sends... Almost. Baker... Yeah, it was ba- it was almost like the way it was last year. A bunch, buncher Baker punches Rosa many times, and then Baker brings in mad cheers, but Rosa counters and nails Britt Baker in the back with many cheer shots. Rosa hits a stunner and a drop kick in the corner. Baker accidentally super kicks the referee. Rosa nails the fire thunder driver, but there's no referee to make the
1: count. Bro, hey, I don't mean to pu- I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just have to say, like, the way the referee took that super kick, got right back up, and then just got shoved right into the steel cage and then died was so comedic to me. I don't know why. Yeah.
0: he's like, I can take a fucking kick to the face, but if you fucking push me to a, a fence, I'm done.
1: <laughs> Dude, he took that kick and got right back up. He knows all that shit so hard.
0: Yo, damn. He's like, fuck you, Baker.
1: It right. was Baker
0: that. Oh yeah, it was her like, that. <laughs> a fucking beast I love Rick Baker yeah that poor referee uh, yeah then Aubrey Edwards came down and took control that's right um, okay so Baker hits Rosa with a chair three times she lands an avalanche air raid crash on top of many chairs but gets two count Baker then gets in Aubrey Edwards face and Aubrey pushes her go for you Edwards Kick her ass baker sets up all the chairs sort of like in a pyramid but rosa bounces baker's head off of the cage and baker lands through the chairs but still rosa gets a two count baker then gets dumb tax and she backdrops rosa into the tax and gets a two count baker then gives the middle finger and tries to go for is it isn't it's the lock jaw right is that what she calls it yeah but then rosa bites her Uh, but she ends up smashing rosa's hands into the thumbtacks rosa then has enough counters power bombs baker into the thumbtacks nails a fire thunder driver into the tax and gets a three count and we have a new aew women's champion thunder rosa and after the match dustin rhodes ran in and hugged her to celebrate rosa's win so what do you think of the match my question is two questions do you think Rosa deserves the title and who do you think is the next challenger for the yes. title?
1: Yeah, man. It's a great match. La meta meta. Best of the best under Rosa, man. So awesome that she's a champion. Now I have been so tired of Britt Baker. It should have happened forever ago, but I get what they did for the story purpose and having no way in, no way out for any of old Britt's buddies anymore. Um, I did hear that Thunder Rosa might be hurt. I don't know if there's any confirmation on that at all, but she's currently probably working hurt. So that's great that she was able to go through that steel cage match and go through all that and still come out with the win. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I, think Jamie Hayden would be a good like possibility to have her maybe Brit split off from Britt Baker after this. Do something yeah. different. I don't know who you could really feed to Thunder Rosa right away to have them take an L, though it's gonna okay so i have a weird
0: stance on rosa i like her but um i did watch her interview with uh renee paquette is that how you pronounce
1: yeah that's what you were saying during uh i forgot what We. i think it was the last time we did the dynamite review
0: yeah i just i it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's true like baker made a point and was like oh next week are you gonna come out more in a better mood knowing that you have a chance of winning like it's almost like I do feel like she kind of was very, like, well, it should have been about me. And it's like, okay, yes, it's true, 100%. You are a great athlete. But not
1: trying to be mean, I didn't
0: really hear it from the Rosa until last year.
1: Yeah, and it was because of her match with Britt Baker that a lot of American fans got acquainted with her. Yeah. But I also um, do understand her point of view of like she won the match. Why was everybody talking about Brit for a year and a half? Sure. I think <laughs> because
0: Britt took most of the assault in the sense of like people were shocked by seeing Britt lead. You know that was like the Stone Cold shocking moment
1: where he's got. Yeah it's just blood. so weird though because like in what other universe would that have gotten Brit over and not cuz think about WrestleMania 21 with Batista and uh Triple H and Batista made Triple H bleed buckets and beat the hell out of him so all of a sudden Triple H is a bigger face now you know what i mean like it I just get feels it. weird
0: i think because it's i think the difference okay it's sort of like a badass type thing right like you said you made yeah. a good point who the fuck cares like if someone's bleeding who but I think because like it first happened with Austin in ninety seven and because AEW is is still new, this is their, their first big woman in woman, man, whatever, this is a big moment that a lot of people saw and talked about yeah. like, match of the year. Um and I think that because of that, kind of like Becky Lynch, you know, whoever was the one to look the most badass was gonna get, especially for the women, because women don't get as many opportunities even now to show how mm-hmm. hardcore and badass they can be. But Dunder Rose is badass too, you know. Like I do think she's a good wrestler. And I do like her. I do, Um, but I just felt like. Um, you're going to have your moment. Trust me. Like you are going to, the fans love you. Don't feel like this is the end. Like you don't be upset. Like you're going to be good. You got it. You know? And she did, she ended up becoming champion. Um,
1: Yeah. But it's almost like, I mean, she has commitments so many other places like warrior wrestling and GCW and AAA And like, maybe you should just focus on one company and you won't have all these issues true well i was also that that was my thought too
0: with her winning the title was okay well is this going to be like another sort of like the multiverse of wrestling now she's going to defend the title at gcw and and that's fine but when they do that too much it starts to get old you know
1: and that's yeah well and she just dropped the warrior wrestling championship yeah yeah. Because of her engagements now with AEW. So it's already affected one of her bookings. So she should, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for me, I,
0: I kind of want to see Rosa as a transitional champion, in my opinion. Because like you said, she has all these other, like she has so many, like her toes are in so many different things right now. I would want to see uh, someone new come in and take the title.
1: Who do you think she could be transitioning to? Cause see, like last year around this time, WWE did the same thing with the Miz. They had him win the world title for about That's what, right. two weeks, three weeks, and Bobby Lashley won it.
0: Well, Miz I don't didn't mean
1: have Biggie lose it directly to him.
0: I would say not two weeks. I'd say probably transitional. Hold it for like
1: four or five months. No, yeah, I know. I just mean like that's what the Miz was transitional champion, you know what I mean? And that was because Bobby Lashley was ready to go. And they just didn't want to have him beat Drew McIntyre right away.
0: True. I think right now Rosa's champion because there's no one else.
1: I think. Or yeah, honestly anyone. though, yeah, because who else would there be? And that's also there, the point know. to Rosa, like who's yeah. gonna face Rosa? Yeah. And be credible and not just be taken off as oh, this is just a random one-off title
0: that's why i'm thinking a lot of the people who have been released like even like ember moon i i really like her man like her matches with asuka even Shayna baser like she's had some good matches um
1: yeah but if she comes in and
0: loses what does that do for anybody well here's here is what could happen you know like they do with make Rosa heal, have her, you know, fucking do... I know it's been played over, but have her fucking cheat to win. So then it's like, okay, like, she fucking cheated. And then when they do it again, have Moon beat her. And then it, it makes her... It's not good because it makes her look like, oh, I already beat you. But, I mean, you can't count how many times someone's beat somebody in, in pro wrestling because it's not like they beat each other every other fucking day. Right. Um, but right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe if they had, <laughs> let's say they had two different people come on the roster. I don't know who it could be. And maybe, you know, because someone's going to look bad no matter what. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I feel like there's going to be more people showing up because right now there's Nyla Rose, Chris Statlander, and there's also two women's titles. And that there's like not enough women on the roster. So it's like,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't really even know because we were just wondering who could face Jade Cargill. Who can face Thunder Rosa? We have Thunder Rosa face Jade Cargill.
0: <laughs> you know who I could see face Jade Cargill? Paige Van Zant. Not that she would like be good, but I could see them possibly trying to make her be like a sort of like a woman Lesnar almost. Not that she. Yeah, definitely, able.
1: definitely.
0: Um, even Mercedes Martinez. Like I would like to see Martinez and Rosa because. Roses said that yeah. the two of them have had hell of a match, and I would like to see a couple of those work it out.
1: Yeah, it would be bad too. But you know, she's a... she already yeah. had to take a loss from Thunder Rose, and she just got brought in.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, just... it, it's
1: tough, dude.
0: I don't know. I do. I will be happy to see her with the title. I just would like to see more people on the roster. Also, before we sign off for tonight, we want to talk about a spoiler that, uh, is it a spoiler? I don't know. I guess there's a lot of rumors.
1: Is it about what you're, what what I'm thinking you're talking about?
0: Yes. Supposedly Cody Rhodes has signed on with WWE. Yeah. So here's,
1: here's what I heard. I don't, I'll give you the full scoop because I heard it last night right away. Um, it was reported by Mike Johnson of PW Insider that Cody Rhodes signed about a week and a half, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that he's penciled in for WrestleMania weekend arrival and possibly a match with Seth Rollins still. And then it was reported by Wrestling Observer that it was the same, he was just reiterating the same news. And then uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select said that he was going to try to confirm it. And that was last night. I have yet hear- heard anything else. Mm. But yeah, dude, it's really, that's three or four really good uh, sources right there. And Ringside News stated that they can confirm it too. So that's a lot of different news sources saying that he's going to WWE. So I don't know. Do you think an AEW guy is going to come save WWE's WrestleMania this year?
0: <laughs> hmm, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. <laughs> because I know. you know him I mean,
1: and, honestly though, no. him and uh him and Seth Rollins would be a great match yeah I just wonder
0: um why you know what I'm saying like why? yeah going back on his word too you know well not not only not but like me like why he would fight Rollins like what is it like unless Rollins says like I'm the best you know person I'm willing to take on anybody and then he But, like, I guess what I'm wondering is, like, why would Cody Rhodes go after Seth Rollins? What does Rollins have that codes, that codes, that Rhodes wants?
1: I mean, Rollins has always been the straight up WWE guy on Twitter and social media and anything like that. Anybody ever took the piss out of WWE, he was always right there to defend him, stand him up. So maybe in that aspect, you know, Cody was kind of that kind of guy for AEW. If, I don't know. I feel like WWE, I feel like their
0: styles could go together well. I feel like if they were smart, it would be a really sick storyline if they had, like, okay, Cody Rhodes, obviously, being an AEW guy, and they, they kind of did this with the invasion, and I know it was, like, kind of corny, but fucking have a WWE guy screw over fucking Rollins and have them sort of create the sort of faction of, like, yeah, we're not. You know how WWE, how AEW's were pro-work? Pro wrestlers, maybe they could have WWE sort of like attack themselves and be like, well, we're tired of being called sports entertainers. You know, it's like horny, but like, I don't know. Like, it would be interesting to see them shoot back at AEW in a way, you know, because normally WWE like sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, they don't have the advantage, in my opinion. So I would like to kind of see WWE take a little, a little bit of a hit at AEW, but who knows?
1: Yeah, dude, and I think it could definitely set a precedent to how other AEW talent sees WWE if they want to ever go back. Yeah. Because if Cody Rhodes gets treated well, if he gets pushed somewhat, even just to... My prediction for him is that he's going to come to WWE and bring back the White Intercontinental Championship that he brought back
0: mm -hmm.
1: in, like, 2015 or whatever it was. That's my opinion, but I don't know. I... Um, Cody
0: has a sword to fall on because he was the only, like, one of the only dudes that took a direct hit at WWE. Like, when yeah, he exactly. broke that throne,
1: I was like, wow. Like, I saw that and I was like, wow. I was like, There's yeah. going to be a lot of people doing Cody Rhodes versus Triple H and WWE 2K22, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, um, if, 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 they're not spiteful enough and like you said are able to push roads then you're right it might be more AEW guys because there's so many AEW talents that aren't happy and, and whatever business company work there's going to be people who aren't happy and uh, exactly
1: but imagine somebody like uh, I don't know like Hikaru Shida, if she's not happy doing what she's doing with Serena Deeb after all that if she wants to come somewhere you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm sure they love her there or, like you said, it could, I don't know, it could set a big precedent because if Cody gets treated well, a lot of other people would be like, hey, if I get treated well, we go back. And
0: they might even think, damn, like, I didn't even do shit. Like, I might even get even more propelled walk. If this dude is breaking thrones and completely talking shit and he's kind of an champion, they might fucking make me world champion, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I don't think he's going to be world champion. I don't think Cody is good. If he does come in, I doubt we'll be seeing him face Brock Lesnar. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley.
0: But I would fans.
1: love to see it. You know, I but I love. think I think if he could really elevate like him versus the Miz, dude, come on, him versus Shinsuke, him versus Sami Zayn, these would be fucking great matches. And these are right all up his alley with the kind of guys he wants to work with, anyway. So I would
0: just like to see him as WWE champion because that would just be like it would never
1: happen. <laughs> That's crazy, dude.
0: It would never happen, but it would just be so fucking sick because it's almost like, listen, the way I look at it is business is business. You know, like there's people that you don't like, and you have to, if it's going to benefit something, the bigger picture, you got to work together and get it done. And I really well,
1: yeah, that's think that's the whole reason coming in now, ain't it?
0: Yeah. And I think that if they're smart, listen, I would, that would, it's almost like, they did with hulk hogan you know a wwe guy coming and becoming the wcw champ Mm -hmm. it was crazy and i feel like if they want to get people talking that would get people talking. good or bad people will be talking about it
1: yeah dude because i'm not really a big fan of cody so i'll be hate watching yeah there's one person right there who is like gonna watch it just for the fact that i don't like cody there you go is demise.
0: And you'll root for the guys that are fighting him because you're like, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, there's going to be more. That's-, and that's exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fair play. That's why I watch AEW sometimes because I like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, uh, fucking mm-hmm. Lee, all those dudes. Jon Moxley, Brian Daniels, and CM Punk. Like a lot of people, Ruby Ruby Soho, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll Second shot to AEW. We'll see. But with that, we are going to sign off. Stay safe. We will be back next week with our uh next AEW Dynamite recap. We also have our Rampage recap coming up. WrestleMania season is upon us, so we will have WrestleMania 38. Predictions and recaps for that. A lot of stuff happening. Nick's gonna be watching at least 10 hours of wrestling in a matter of like and it's been,
1: days at least. It's been yeah. like
0: 75 hours worth of wrestling in a matter of three days he has like a yep. minute break to go to the bathroom
1: <laughs>
0: he's gonna be locked in a cage all right the, the monsters ball match he's locked um all right well be safe y'all and we will talk to you soon bye Peace.